0: Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. So, uh, We are starting our new series today called Decision 2016. The average person makes, that would be you, I know most of you are above average, so we'll say it's probably more than what I'm about to tell you, but the average person person makes about 35,000 decisions a day. No wonder your brain's tired when you go to sleep at night. 35,000 decisions. And most of them are kind of inconsequential. You know, they're like, you know, what lane to drive in, you know, what to eat to lunch, what to wear. You know, that kind of, those kind of decisions. You don't realize you're making these all the time. You're walking down the sidewalk and a group of people, do I go left real quick or do I go right? Do I, you know, I mean, these kind of decisions are always there, but they're kind of inconsequential. Then there's some bigger decisions that we make. You know, some stuff that, that does come with some consequences. Things like, you know, uh, where do I go to college? You know, because that can set the course for, for everything. Very likely you, you might meet your spouse there, you know. Uh, where, what job do you take? Where do you move? Um, who do you marry? You know, like these kinds of things. Like these are big decisions that kind of direct the course of your future. So those are some decisions that are big, but there's actually some bigger decisions, and for the next six weeks, in all four of our worship services, our churchwide series, we're going to talk about six decisions that will change your life. And that's why we're calling this decision 2016. Yeah, there's, I think there's an election coming up. I'm not sure. I might have noticed something in the news. But there's a bigger decision, and there are six of them we're going to look at that will change your life. And today we're going to start with a decision. To me, this is, the, this is the beginning of it. If you don't make this decision, then the other five really, don't, they don't make sense. The first decision we're going to look at today is a decision to follow, the decision to follow. Um, in John chapter one, verse 35 through 42, we find a, um, a scenario happening. John the Baptist, who um, came before Jesus. He was uh, there and, and it says this beginning in verse 35. The following day, John was standing with two of his disciples. See, John the Baptist had disciples before Jesus came along. He had two disciples... As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. See, he, he had been talking about the Lamb of God for a while now, which is why he had disciples. People were like, wow, I want to know more about this. And can you, can you imagine like your ministry is about talking about Jesus and then here comes Jesus walking by? Like, like what if he just like walked in here right now and be like, hey, this is the guy I've been talking to you guys about. This is what, this is what John the Baptist is doing. He's saying, there, look, there is the Lamb of God. And when John's disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. They were like, thank you for telling us about Jesus. We've been following you about this really good information you've been sharing with us. But now we have an opportunity to follow Jesus. So they quit following John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. He said, what do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Where are you staying at? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they remained with him the rest of the day. Now, just think about this for a minute. Can you imagine you get to go and just hang out with Jesus for, some, for a couple of hours? I mean, this is what's going on. They were wondering where he was going. And he said, follow me. And they did. And they hung out for a few hours. They, they got to spend time with Jesus in the flesh. Verse 42. Then... I'm sorry, verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these who heard what John said and then followed And then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So, the guy you know of that you may have heard about in Scripture known as Peter actually started out as Simon. So here's John the Baptist with his disciples. Jesus walks by. John goes, that's the one I've been talking about. His two disciples that were with him started following Jesus. And, and it, I mean, it's just amazing to me because here are these two disciples and, and they say, I, follow the, I don't want to just follow the one that was talking about Jesus. I want to actually follow Jesus. And this is what they choose to do. So they hang out with him for a little while. And then, this is the part, when you always hear me talking about, all right, let's listen, and then let's go and share this. This is what's going on here. John and Andrew are listening, or excuse me, John and, uh, yeah, John and Andrew are listening, and then Andrew goes and gets his brother, Simon. He's like, this is such, I got to go share this with somebody else. And so he does, and then they start to follow. And if you could ask Peter And Andrew and John, if you could ask them a question and say, when did you start following Jesus? When was the moment that you made the decision to start following Jesus? All three of those guys would be able to say, it was on this day. Andrew and John would be able to say, well, actually, we were with John the Baptist. And then Jesus comes on the scene, and we started. That was the day we went and hung out with him for a little while. We listened to him. And on that day, we started following Jesus. Peter would be able to say, well, you know, my brother... He, he came and got me, and he told me about this. And so I went, and it was that day that my brother Andrew came and got me. That was the day I decided to start following Jesus. They would be able to tell you that was the moment, that was the day. And so it's this decision that changed their life. They made a decision to start following Jesus, and it absolutely changed their life to the point that you and I talk about them today. Their lives were so radically changed. They wrote part of the scriptures that you and I read. Their lives were changed. It was the biggest decision they ever made was to follow Jesus. And so what I want to offer today, what I would like to ask is this first question. If you're here today and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, if you're like, yeah, I follow Jesus, I'm a follower of his, I would ask you, you, don't have, you know, just think about this. Is When was it that you first decided to follow Jesus? When was that moment When did you decide to follow Jesus? Now, some of you, you probably grew up in church. You might have been going since before you have memories. Um, But according to your parents, you were there. And so you've been there and and you were taught, you've been taught, you've heard the stories, you've heard the truths, you've been in the presence of of other believers. And you can't really pinpoint the day that you said, I became a follower of Jesus. You were just kind of immersed in it and and then it, it was there. And I would call that like the best story you could ever have. That's the best story. I hope that is Mallory's story one day that she doesn't even know when she decided to follow Jesus because it was just always in front of her and she just started to live into it. I would love that to be her story. Some of you, that's your story, and I would say that's kind of like the rated G you know um, version of a story. You know some of us Myself, very much included in this category. We have more like the comedy, drama, action, adventure NC 17 rated story when we say, well, this is what was going on, and then I decided to follow Jesus. Listen, it doesn't matter the story, it doesn't matter the backstory, it doesn't matter. The, the, the what was going on before, what's important is, is when you decided to follow Jesus. Or if you can't remember, the fact that you know, I am following Jesus. I had, at some point in my life, I knew it, this became so real, I am following Jesus. And that's what's important. The back story doesn't matter. You should be glad. I've heard people say before, well, I really don't have a story. You should be glad that you do not have U-Hauls, behind U-Hauls, you know, freighters carrying your baggage of your story. You should be very thankful if that's not your story. Because we all, the, the, the part that is most important is that we decided to follow Jesus, it's the most important decision you will ever make in your life. So if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, it's important for you to be able to go, when was it that I actually made this decision? Or did I just start to live into it because it was already around me? Either way, that's good. But it's, it's obvious. I mean, when you sit in a room with a bunch of people, it's very likely, it would be, it would be foolish of me to think that everyone in here is just a full-on follower of Jesus Christ. And so whether today you can say, I know when I made this decision, I know I'm a follower of Jesus, or you might be going, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm just trying to check this thing out. I don't really know. A lot of stuff has happened. I'm not sure if I'm a follower of Jesus. The questions I'm about to pose to you are are the same. If you're a follower of Jesus, then I'm going to ask these questions in a way to say, are you doing them? And if not, we should be. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, I'm offering these as saying, this is what it looks like to follow him. This is what it means to follow him. And so, here's where I want us to begin. Uh, some, some kind of, I would call these crucial questions. Some crucial questions that we need to answer. And, and the first one is this. Are you following Jesus Exclusively. Exclusively. Have you ever been dating someone, and then you found out that that person was actually dating someone else too? They were not exclusive okay uh, There was no exclusivity happening uh, they, they, their heart was not for you or you know it was it was a, a few places maybe right they weren 't being exclusive. To follow Jesus means we need to follow him exclusively. That means nothing and no one else should be above him. Nothing and no one else should, should have that place in our life. We should follow him exclusively. For example, um, when Andrew and John were following John the Baptist and they find out that Okay, we've heard about Jesus, but now there's Jesus. They didn't hate John the Baptist. They just said, we're going to follow Jesus. We we like you, John. Maybe we'll catch up and, and have a coffee or something. But we're going to follow Jesus. We're not going to be John the Baptist disciples anymore. We're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ. They followed him exclusively. Are you following Jesus exclusively? No one else should. Uh, when, when we follow exclusively, it means that, that you're telling everyone around you that you believe that Jesus is your only hope for salvation. That there's no other way. No matter how smart you are or great you are at what you do, but you know that Jesus is the only hope for your salvation. You know, obviously, we live in a world right now where we, when we talk about following, I mean, a lot of us, you know, our social media right now. If I had you pull out your phones and and start looking, there's a lot of stuff we follow. We follow things. We follow people. You know, and so sometimes we can hear this word follow and be like, well, yeah, I I like Jesus. So, yeah, I'm following him. Almost like we just click that little button that says follow. But there's more to this, you know, because... I mean, imagine just asking someone, how hey, are you a follower of Jesus? And they go, oh, I think I am. Hold on a minute. Let me, let me check. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm following Jesus and, and a Kardashian and, um, and a political candidate. And, oh, that lady who does really funny videos and, and that recipe for carb-free carbs. Yep. Oh, and Jesus. Yeah, see, I follow. I'm following. I'm following all of that, and I'm following Jesus. And that's kind of what we do. And we say, oh, yeah, I'm following him. But there's this exclusivity that is needed to say that, that one of the most important decisions in your life, to say that you're following Jesus, means that you're following him exclusively. And nobody and no one else is above that. You can like things and you can, you can be interested in stuff. But Jesus, Jesus exclusively is who we follow uh, here's another crucial question that we need to to answer about following Jesus, and it's this: Not only are you following him exclusively, but are you following him unconditionally? This one's hard. Because a lot of us, we, we, you know, it's really easy to follow Jesus when you've got a great job, a great job that you love, a job that, that pays well. It's really easy to be a follower of Jesus and to show up in worship and worship and be in a small group and do all that stuff with a smile on your face when all your relationships are perfect, when there's no major issues going on. It's really easy to be a follower of Jesus when the people you love are all healthy, See, it's really easy to do that. But see, then some conditions sometimes come into play. And sometimes relationships don't, don't work. And sometimes um, healthy people get sick. Sometimes we get called into an office and told that we don't have our job anymore. Or that we're going to get paid less to do the job that we loved. And now we're wondering if we really loved it that much after all. Conditions happen. Conditions come along. And, and sometimes we say we follow Jesus until life happens. Towers fall, people die. And then suddenly we realize there are conditions attached to our, to our faith. As followers of Jesus, we need to be people who follow him unconditionally. That doesn't mean we can't doubt, that doesn't mean we don't cry, that doesn't mean we, we don't ask questions, that doesn't mean any of those things. But we follow him unconditionally knowing that he is the Lord of life. That he is the Lord of life and that we follow him unconditionally. Here's a third question. So do we follow him exclusively? Do we follow him unconditionally? If you're a follower of Jesus, then you should be able to answer yes to this question. Are you following Jesus passionately? Passionately. And let's go ahead and admit it. We are passionate about a lot of stuff. We get really excited about a lot of stuff. My throat is a little bit scratchy today because yesterday was college football and there was a team that got an extra play and they threw a Hail Mary and then they laddered it back to this other guy and he scored a touchdown against my team. It's not fair, but I was passionate about it. Now I said, Mom, you're yelling. (laughs) Are we as passionate about Jesus as we are about like our favorite team? Are, Are we as passionate about that? Are you as passionate about Jesus as as um, as as some of you are about your health and how important that is to you? Are you as passionate about Jesus as you are about what you choose to put in your mouth to eat or or your exercise routine? Let's go to the other end of that spectrum. If you're, are you as passionate about Netflix and you know watching forty-seven hours of? Whatever is about to start into the new season on TV, so you got to catch up. Are you as passionate about about Jesus as you are about some of the stuff in your life? Are you as passionate about music, as, about Jesus, as you are about music? Are you are you as passionate about about your your relation your relationship with God as you are in a relationship with a person? Does 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 the the thought of being in relationship with God, does it draw your mind away like it does sometimes when you think about another person? Are you drawn away almost like kind of in a daze because you're just you're passionate about your relationship with God and you, you find yourself pondering the, the greatness of that? Are you passionate about being a follower of Jesus? Once a person decides to follow Jesus, um which we say is one of the biggest decisions you will ever make in your life. So if, if deciding to follow Jesus is, is question one, then I'm going to offer you a question 1A here. If you're saying, after looking at the passionately and exclusively and unconditionally, you're like, yes, or I want to be better at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I understand this. I used to be there. I want to get back to it. If you're, you're tracking with me and you're going, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, here's a 1A question to go with that. Are you following Jesus in such a way where you're you're also doing that with others? Are you are you following Jesus with others? See, Jesus didn't call any of us into an individual faith journey. Yes, you made that decision on your own. When when Jesus walked by, uh, John and Andrew didn't like become these like uh, you know zombies and go, "I will follow Jesus," just because he walked by in his holiness, like. No, they had to decide. They went and hung out with him. They went and spent time with him. And they decided to follow Jesus. They did that on an individual basis, but then they did it together. I mean, there's a reason there were 12 disciples and not just one. You know, there's this, Jesus calls us to be in relationship with one another. You know, in Scripture, you find Jesus occasionally having conversations one-on-one with people. But he's always calling people to follow him with others. He's always saying, come along, and there's going to be more. There are two times that that I know of in Scripture where uh, the disciples went rogue. One was Judas, and we know how that played out. The other actually was when Peter... after, after Jesus had been taken and arrested and crucified, and, and Jesus actually told him this was going to happen. But he was on his own. He was apart from every, all the others. And when someone asked if he knew Jesus, he said no. He said it three times. See, it's important for us to be together. We're, we're not supposed to be doing this on our own. So if you are a follower of Jesus, and you've been sitting there going, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I need to do that better. But yes, yes. Are you doing it with others? Now, the fact that you're sitting here in church today might be uh, like, yeah, I think I am. I'm here in worship. But there's more to it. We should be people who are growing in our faith. We should, we should engage in small groups. We should engage in, in getting together with someone else over lunch, over dinner, over coffee, whatever, and, and saying, let's look at God's word together. Let's see what this means. Let's, let's grow in this together. We're called to follow Jesus together. We're, we're called to do this with other people. So we, we think about this, this decision to follow Jesus and we, and we should do it exclusively, and it should be um, unconditional. It, it should be passionately that we do this. On April 15th of this year, I celebrated 22 years since the day I decided to follow Jesus. 22 years. There was, there was no, only me and God remembered the day. Um, you know, no cards, no candles, no cakes or anything like that. But it is the most important day in my life. It's the most important decision I made ever in my life. August 2nd, 2008, I married a, an amazing man. April 29th, 2011, we had a beautiful, beautiful girl. Those are great days in my life. But the most important day in my life is April 15th, 1994. Because it's the day I made a decision. I'm going to follow Jesus. You know, I look back in that, that time in my life, and, and I, I think about that. I was, I was lost. I was purposeless. I, I mean, I had a job. I was showing up. I was paying bills. You know, I had a smile on my face. But I was purposeless. I was lost. I was alone. I felt like I was living in borrowed skin. I just, there was something I just knew. There was an ache deep inside where I just knew I was acutely aware that there was something more, and I did not have it. I was so in need of a savior. And all that changed with a friend and a Bible and prayer. People were praying for me. I didn't even know who they were. And God started working and God started moving. So much so that that by April 15th, as I'm sitting in my, in my house reading the scriptures, I had the moment. And it was like... It, Shannon, you got to decide. Is this just a book? Is this just a history book? Are these fairy tales? Is, is this mythology? Are these words people wrote down just because they're afraid to die, so they're trying to give somebody some hope? Or is this the word of God? And in that moment, on that day, April fifteenth, nineteen 1994, I sat there in my room reading this, and I said, Yes, I believe this to be true. And it was the best decision I have ever made in my life. Best decision ever. Doesn't mean everything's always perfect, but it's the best decision. My husband, I have my daughter, I have my friends. I have this incredible, we get this incredible privilege to, to be on this ride, to be in ministry. To tell, to tell people about it. I, was like, I, I can't tell you how I know deep down in my soul it's the best decision I ever made. The decision to follow Jesus. Do I want to do it more passionately? Yes. Are there times when I, when I probably put myself above him more than I would put anyone else? Am I exclusive? No, I want to be better. Are there times I've allowed conditions to, to, to change that or affect it? Yes, and I want it to be unconditional. I want to do this better. I want to follow Jesus better. But it all started with the decision to follow him. That's the best one I've ever made. And so I would ask you this this morning. If you're a follower of Jesus, how you doing? Is, has it been unconditional? Has it been exclusive? Has it been passionate? If not, then ask God to give you that today. Declare that to him. You make the effort to do that today. And if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, please let me walk alongside of you. Because it'll be the best decision you ever make. Let's pray together. <coughs> Father, we are most certainly aware today of our great, great need for you. Apart from you, we can, we can certainly fake it for a little while. Um, we can pretend. If things are going well, we can, we can really, really... act like all is well. But we need you. And making that first initial decision to follow you, understanding that we follow you, God, is so important to everything else. Everything else. Because if we're going to talk about surrendering, who are we surrendering to if we haven't followed you? If we're going to talk about persevering, why are we persevering if we don't have a Savior? If we don't have life, why bother to persevere? This is the beginning step, Lord. It's the best decision any of us who are drawing breath could ever make, and that's to follow you. So, Father, right now I'm going to ask a question to all of us gathered here as as people have their eyes closed and and they're in a moment of prayer and and thinking about you and, and your word today. If there are any gathered here this morning who have not made that decision to follow you. That they would just raise their hands right now so I can see them, so that I can get with them and I can walk alongside of them. If that's you, if you haven't followed Jesus, would you put your hand up? see you. The Lord sees you. And God, for those of us who came in here today and, and we're, we're feeling like, yeah, I, I do follow Jesus. I do need a I, I know I'm in need of a Savior. I, I'm trying. But we haven't been passionate and we haven't been exclusive and, and we have allowed conditions to get in the way. But we want it to change. If that's you, would you put your hand up now? Would you declare that to the Lord? Thank you. The Lord knows you. The Lord sees you. He knows your heart. Father, we need you desperately. I'm so very glad that you did not set all of this into motion and then leave us to our own devices. You have given us your son, Jesus Christ. And by choosing to follow him, Lord, we can start to live into the life you have You desire for us to live. And then like John and Andrew, we can turn around and tell other people about it. All of this is because of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.